Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon. And transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite. You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. to you i am doing all right yes sir we've got all time zones covered here folks welcome aboard we're excited to be here for another broadcast with pastor john trail today is thursday july 13th 2023 and brother john would you like to open us in prayer and the mic is yours my holy father thank you and praise you once again we are back here with omega man radio and I thank you, Lord, that you're going to help me today to convey what you have given me, to read for the Bible and to interpret what you want to say, what the Holy Spirit has to say to us today. Thank you for a great anointing upon myself and upon everyone listening. To the Father God, people will be victorious. They can walk in your perfect will and have a great life. And do great exploits for you. And this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I'm continuing here on guidance for a Christian. This is actually my number 12. This is the 12th segment of this lesson, which is out of Christian Dynamics, book number 4, that I wrote many years ago. And today I want to talk to you about the circumstantial will of God. The circumstantial will of God. Last week I talked about God's intentional will. And today we're going to talk about the circumstantial will of God. A Christian living in the circumstantial will of God is someone who has accepted Christ as his Savior somewhat trying to walk with God, but not obeying the calling of God, going his own way, and trying to serve God 
as he himself sees fit. Let me read that again slow. A Christian living in the circumstantial will of God is someone who has accepted Christ as his Savior, somewhat trying to walk with God, but not obeying the calling of God, going his own way, and trying to serve God as he himself sees fit. This is rebellion, and God equates it with the sin of witchcraft. I'm reading to you right now from the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel, chapter 15, verse 22 and 24. And Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in the burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is an iniquity, is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he's also rejected you from being king. And Samuel and Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, for I transgressed the commandment of the Lord, and thy words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voices. So disobedience is rebellion. And in God's eyes, rebellion is as bad as witchcraft. So when someone says, well, I'm kind of backslidden and so on, I don't really understand that. They are more than backslidden. They are in rebellion. They are in witchcraft. God gives every Christian a choice in his life. Let me illustrate this with an example. Imagine that a man is born again and moves along in God's intentional will. Then he is called by God to become a missionary and leave the country where he resides. But instead of obeying God, he marries a woman who will not go with him. He then gets a job, never fulfills God's will for his life, and he simply blew it. Another tragic example which happens frequently is when a saved person marries an unbeliever. This brings the saved person out of God's intentional will and moves him into the circumstantial will of God. You might not be familiar with the terms here of a circumstantial will of God, God's intentional will. God's intentional will is the perfect will for your life. He had simply found a foundation in the world, simply said, I'm going to create this person X, and I'm going to save that person. I'm going to have him do this. I'm going to have him do that. Whatever it is, not everyone is called to be a missionary. Some are called to be in the ministry. Some are called to be a medical doctor. Some are called to be an attorney. Some are called to be a plumber. Uh, God has people everywhere, and he has equipped each one of us for the particular trade that we're going to be in the job that we're going to have. Now, it can be painful to be moved from God's intentional will. I'm going to read, right now we're going to go to Judges, chapter 13. And we're going to read from verse number 20, actually from verse number 1 and up as we go. This is from the book of Judges, chapter 13, 
and Vedas. And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines forty years. For zero. If you read, follow the story of Israel, the people of Israel, it's a, it's a, it's a most tragic story ever told in the world. Ever have been and ever will be. It's a story of a family starting with Tira who didn't go all the way and then with Abraham and then Isaac, Jacob, the 12 sons and so on and then Moses. It's a story of a family that God specifically called for the purpose of having a a people where he could bring the Messiah for salvation of the entire world. If you look at history, and I've been looking back and, and sort of reflecting on things, realize this, God never worked with the tribes or the people in South America. He never worked with the people in North America. He, he never worked with the people in Japan or China or Russia or Europe or Africa, Australia, the islands in the Pacifics. He worked only with a family, the descendants of Abraham. Prior to that, Jesus created Adam and Eve. He had a personal relationship with them. But when Adam and Eve sinned, uh, that relationship was broken. And you never again read in the, in the Bible, God talking to Adam. We find that he, uh, he, he worked with Enoch, which was a descendant about five, six hundred years after Adam was created. Not created, but after he had sinned. And then he talked to Noah. And um, Noah and his family came out from the big flood. And all the people actually that we have on earth right now, we are going back to Noah and his three sons. Uh, this this is where we originate from because Noah originated and his wife originated from Adam originally but what I'm trying to share with you here is this for thousands of years we are talking about thousands of years God basically worked with one family, the 12 tribes of Israel. He didn't work with the Egyptians. He didn't work with the Babylonians. He didn't work with the Romans. And so the tragedy now is that we're going to be looking at Samson who was called by God to straighten out Israel. And when I say the tragedy, you will find that for the time they went out of Egypt, there was rebellion, punishment, they got into their land, promised land, and they would do this, but they would not do that. There was a lot of people dying, Lots of fighting, and then we had the book of Judges. And so, all the way up to the destruction of the 12 tribes of Israel. And the final destruction was about 600, actually about 518. So, the question now is, why 
did not the people of Israel appreciate that the living God, the creator of the universe, the supreme God, took personal interest in them and was working with them, blessing them. They, ne- they never did appreciate it. You find the prophets calling from Isaiah, Jeremiah, Amos, and the list Ezekiel, the list can go on and on, and, but the prophets were used by God to call them back. But they don't appreciate it that the living God was working with them. Because the living God was not working in Africa. He was not working any other place in the world except through the 12 tribes of Israel. And instead of appreciating it, they went after Baal, Ashtoreth, they went all the different gods, they sent Galore, and they just could not stay with God. And so the Lord could only save a remnant from every generation. I want you to understand this now. Not all the 12 tribes of Israel will be in heaven. A remnant. Those that believed in the future Messiah. Those that obeyed and walked with God. They are going to be part in the next life, so to say. So, but this is the background now. God simply said, okay, they are sinning again. They're going after Baal. So I'm going to use the Midianites. Actually, I'm going to use this time the Philistines. And I'm going to let the Philistines rule over them for 40 years. And maybe in 40 years, being slaves to the Philistines, hard work, a lousy life, maybe, maybe they will appreciate me. And that's the background to the story now that we're going to talk about Samson. And there was a certain man of Zorah, or the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah. And his wife was barren, and she burned out. In other words, she was childless. She didn't have any children. Notice now, in verse 3, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman. Now, the angel of the Lord is actually Jesus. That's what he was called in the Old Testament times. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said unto her, Behold now, you're barren, bear not, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Now therefore, beware, I pray you, drink not wine, nor strong drink, eat not any unclean thing, for lo, you shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor should come on his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb. He shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. So, here comes Jesus now himself. And he appears to this woman. And of course, she did not quite understand who he was. And she's told now, you cannot drink any wine, you cannot eat anything unclean, you got to be perfect in your, in your diet, because you haven't had any children, but I'm going to open your womb, and you're going to have a boy. And this boy is going to be a man, and he's going to be the judge of Israel. He's going to deliver Israel. Then the woman came and told her husband, saying, a man of God 
she thought this is the man of God, this is the prophet. She didn't understand what Jesus himself came up to me, and his countenance was like the countenance of an angel of God, very terrible. But I asked him not where he was, who he was, neither told him me his name. But he said unto me, Behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and I'll drink no wine nor strong drink, neither eat any unclean thing, for this child to be a Nazarite to God, and for the womb to the day of his death. Then Manoah, that's a husband, went to God in prayer. He entreated the Lord and said, O Lord, O my God, let the man of God whom you did send come again unto us and teach us what we shall do unto the child that shall be born. Now, both the wife and the husband Manoah, they showed respect. They realized that we we are oppressed by the Philistines. We have done bad. But God is trying to speak to us. Verse number 9. And he got hearkened the voice of Manoah, and the angel of God came again unto the woman as she sat in the field. But Manoah, her husband, was not with her. So Jesus said, okay, I heard your prayer. I will come back. And so he went to the woman. She was sitting in the field by herself. And the woman made haste and ran and showed her husband and said unto him, Behold, a man has appeared unto me that came unto me the other day. And Manoah arose and went after his wife and came to the man and said unto him, Are you the man that speak unto the woman? And he said, I am. What is the name of Jesus in the Bible in the Old Testament? What did Jesus tell Moses when Moses said, what's your name? He said, I am that I am. When the Jews asked Jesus after he said he had seen Abraham days, and they said, you're not even 50 years old yet, do you see the Abraham? And Jesus said, I am. And then they tried to stone him because he said, I'm God. And Manoah said, now, let your words come to pass. How shall we order the child, and how shall we do unto him? And the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, of all that I said unto the woman, let her beware. I really want to slow down now, and I want you to catch this. So Jesus now said this. Let the woman do everything that I told her and let her pay attention. Let her be careful. This cannot be messed up. You cannot make a mistake here. It has to be perfect. When God speaks to you and says, I wanted to do this, I want to do that. Don't compromise. Do exactly what you are told. Verse 14. She may not eat of anything that comes out of wine, neither let her drink wine or strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing. All that I have commanded her, let her observe. Now they had the five books of Moses, so they knew what unclean food was. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, I pray you, let us detain you until we shall have made ready a kid for you. So Manoah said, please, stay around here. We want to do a sacrifice for you. And the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, though you detain me, keep me here, I will not eat of your bread, and I will... And if you will offer a burnt offering, you must offer it unto the Lord. 
you offered unto the Father. For Manoah knew not that he was an angel of the Lord. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, What is your name? That when your sayings come to pass, we might do your honor. And the angel of the Lord said to him, I ask you thus after my name, seeing it is secret. Jesus is a title. God is a title. In the book of Revelation, when Jesus comes back, he says he has a name written on a thigh that no man knows but he himself. So Jesus said, I'm not going to tell you my name. And uh, it's a secret. So Manoah then took the kid, that's a, that's a young goat, with a meat offering and offered upon a rock unto the Lord. And the angel did wondrously. And Manoah and his wife looked on. For it came to pass, when a flame went up toward heaven from off the altar, that the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. And Manoah and his wife looked on it and fell on their faces to the ground. But the angel of the Lord did not appear to Manoah and to his wife. Then Manoah knew that he was an angel of the Lord. And Manoah said to his wife, we shall surely die because we have seen God. He recognized now, this was Jesus, this is God. But his wife said to him, if the Lord were pleased to kill us, he would not have received the burnt offering and the meat offering on the hands. Neither would he showed us all these things, nor would ask this time and told us that thing in these. And the woman bare a son, called his name Samson, and the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to move at times in the camp of Dan between Zorah and Eshtol. Now, I took time to read the, the entire chapter here of the background to, to Samson. And the reason I did that is that I want to show you how deliberately, carefully, perfectly, Jesus spoke to the wife of Manoah and then to Manoah, how he interacted with them. And he wanted to do that because he wanted them to remember that the son they were going to have was going to have a special anointing and he was going to save Israel and drive out the Philistines. So, I am sure that uh, Samson heard for the time he was maybe four or five years old, his mother was simply said, hey Samson, this is what happened, this is how you how you came to. And I'm sure that he heard the story of this angel of the Lord or Jesus over and over in his life. And so he had knowledge. He knew what had happened. He was not ignorant. And he knew that he would have supernatural power which he did get. Let's look upon this now. Samson departed from the will of God when he grew to manhood. Here's a man now called to be the leader of Israel. Deliver them. Bring them back to God. 
as he now had become a man, he became sexually attracted to women. And I don't know how many pastors and evangelists have been taken down through sex out of their marriage. But there are thousands upon thousands over the years. In the last century, it was an epidemic. A minister after minister got plucked down. Just like they were sitting in a shooting gallery and the devil shot them one by one and this fell down. Now, this Philistine woman that he looked upon enticed him. Her name was Delilah. And despite warnings from his parents, his parents said, No, Santon, do not marry Delilah. He said, Yes, I will. I'm going to do it my way. The result of the union was death for many people. And, excuse me, this was not Delilah. This was a, this was a, a, not a loose woman that he wanted. And eventually, her, she was given to another man. In the next chapter, which is 15, we find that this woman and her father were killed by their own countrymen. In the 16th chapter, Samuel engaged in sexual intercourse with a Philistine prostitute. This led him being enticed. This led him to be enticed by another ungodly woman named Delilah. Here's a man of God now, called by God, anointed by God. But his sex drive was very powerful. Satan knew that. And he just brought pretty women in front of Samson. He was just like a bull. He just went for it. Stir crazy. Samson fulfilled his sexual desire. But Delilah deceived him, and he lost his great strength. The end result was that the Philistine captured him, put out his eyes. He was bound to work like an ox. Samson's life was shortened, and he never fulfilled what God had planned for him. Let me turn to Judges chapter 16. And I'm speaking today, I feel there are some people out there that really have lived like Samson. You might be a man, you might be a woman. Women lust as much as men do at times. In Judges 16, we pick it up in verse number 23. Now Samson had served... Israel for 20 years as a judge. After 20 years, he met Delilah and um, she deceived him, cut his hair, he lost his power, he was captured. And we read in verse number 21. Then the Philistine took him and put out his eyes, they blinded him brought him down to Gaza and bound him with feathers of brass. And he did grind in a prison house. With other words, there was a big millstone there and he was simply walking around and pulling that like an ox. How many years he did that? The Bible doesn't say. How beat the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaven. Then the lords of the Philistine gathered them together to offer a great sacrifice unto Dagon, their God, and rejoice. For they said, Our God has delivered Samson, our enemy, into our hand. And when the people saw him, they praised their God, for they said, Our God has delivered into our hands our enemy, and the destroyer of our country, we slew many of us. 
And it came to pass when the hearts were married, they were drunk, I got plastered, that they said, call for Samson, that he might make us sport. With other words, we want to be entertained. And he called Samson out of the prison house and he made them sport. And he probably used some tricks, showed his strength. And then they sat in between the pillars. This particular, the great, there was a palace, but it was also like a sports, sports arena. So he stood in between the two pillars. And Samson said to the lad that held his hand, Suffer me, I'm afraid the pillars I wear upon the house stands, that I'm a lean upon them. Because he couldn't see. Now the house was full of men and women, all the lords of the Philistines were there, and there were upon the roof 3,000 men and women that beheld which Samson made sport to entertain them. And Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray you. Strengthen me, I pray you, only this once, O God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took a hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood, and of which he was borne up, the one with his right hand, the other with his left. And Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might, and the house fell upon the lords and upon all the people that were therein. So the dead which he slew at his death were more than they which he slew in his life. And his brethren, all the house of the father came down and took him and brought him up and buried him between Zorah and Eshtel in the burying place of Manoah's father. And he judged Israel twenty years. I want to bring the story now up to our time. Because there are many people who are like Samson. Men and women that have been called by God. And you did not really appreciate your calling. And you started to live in sin. Or you did other things. So, Samson had revenge. But let me ask you this question. What do you think if Samson would have simply stayed away from the prostitutes and been the judge of Israel? He was also the general of the Israeli army. If he would have stayed, let's say he would have married a woman from one of the tribes and lived a godly life with her, had children. He could have reigned more than 20 years and he could have ended his life in victory instead of a suicide defeat. But God himself could not talk to Samson. The Holy Spirit is trying to talk to you and me. And simply saying, here's your calling. This is what I want you to do. This is the road I want you to go down. Don't deviate from it. But for some reason, we simply... You're stupid. It's not that you're not intelligent. It's that you are emotional stupid. Your emotions have no intelligence. And they run like water with you. And then you wonder, why is the forehead bloody? Because you're stupid. You're simply not paying attention to what's happening. Let me read here from my outline here from Christian Dynamics, book number four. God never left Samson through all these circumstances. Let me read it again. 
God never left Samson throughout the circumstances. It was Samson who chose to leave God. But he did not hinder God from working in his life. God had to work in a different way that became very painful for Samson. Because the laws of God in the spiritual realm are just as defined as the physical laws of God. God never puts a hold on his laws. Instead, we are subject to the ongoing laws of God. This is the way God deals with people that break out of his intention of will and move them into his circumstantial will. And I believe that the majority of people at one time or the other have strayed and we got into God's circumstantial will. In Galatians chapter 6 verses 7 and 9 we read this. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. For he that sows to his flesh shall the flesh reap corruption. But he that sows to the spirit shall the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be wary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap if we fight not. This is the law of sowing and reaping. Let me read it slow again to you. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. That means God is not, we cannot pull the wool over his eyes. We cannot simply, oh, well, we're going to make God will not understand what we're doing. No, you can't mock him. He knows exactly what you are doing. For whatsoever man sows, that shall go to rape. <laughs> so, if you take an inventory of your life and said, what do I have now? You have reaped what you have been sowing. Some of you were called by God, took a detour, came back, and got reconnected. God put you on another track and is using it a different way. But as we look back, I would say this. Very few believers in Christ have been able to stay in God's intentional will. Somewhere along the line, something happened, some kind of a temptation, some kind of circumstances, and instead of going down the main railroad line, you got put on a side track and it took you out into the tulips. And to some of you, God moved you back to the main track after many years. But look at the wasted years. Look at all the tears that you had, all the pain. All that is the fruit of what you were sowing. People who move into the the will of God usually have big problems. They are often plagued by diseases, suffer divorces, have great difficulty with their children, relatives, problems on the jobs, etc. You will find many of these people at the altars as they go forward every week in the hope of getting rid of their problems. They want prayer for their problems, but they are not willing to change their sinful attitude. Are you willing, if you have a problem, are you willing to say, I left the main track, I got in on the side track, 
God didn't put me on the sidetrack. I put myself on the sidetrack. I need to repent. I need to come back. Praying for someone like this without always help says God is not primarily concerned with removing their problems. Remember now, the problems came because of you got out of God's intentional will. And God is not set up to say, okay, we're going to take away your problems. You, you have your problems because he wants you to have problems until you turn and come back to him. Praying for someone like this will not always help since God is not primarily concerned with removing their problems. Instead, prayer should be that they be willing to repent and turn from God's circumstantial will and come back to God's intentional will for them. These are the people who despise their hurts and pain, refuse to repent of the rebellion, and they will find one day that they have left God's circumstantial will and moved into God's permissive will of God. That is a very sad place to be in. So let me try to summarize what I try to share with you here today. And it's simple this. We looked upon Samson. Jesus came down and talked to his mom and dad before she got pregnant with Samson. He simply told them, this is how you're going to live. You're not going to cut his hair. He's going to have long hair hanging down like in the tail in the back. That was a sign of Nazarenes in those days, which means I was a dedicated person to God. And he was not to drink himself either. So Manoah and his wife, they did what Jesus told them. I'm sure that raising Samson, they drilled into his skull every day. Samson, you're special. We have seen the angel of the Lord. We have seen God. We lived. He told us about your future. Now we are raising you. But once you become a man, it is up to you to take the knowledge that we have given you and then live accordingly. That was God's intentional will, God's perfect will, that something would meet a nice woman from one of the tribes of Israel, married her, set her down, had children, walked with the Lord, been a general of the army, drove out the Philistines, put people back to worship of the living God. And Samson would have simply ended up a total victorious man. And when he died, he could simply say this, okay, I did what I was told to do, and I did it well. Well, he didn't. So, God let him reign for 20 years. And then we don't know how many years he was grinding at the mill before he committed suicide and took all the Philistines with him, the leadership and people were there. So, what about you now? I don't know who you are, but you know. You will not listen to this program unless you were a Christian. That much I know. 
unbelievers are not going to listen to a program like this. So you already are saved. I am sure that God has told you what to do. You might be a young person and you're thinking, what should I do? God has a plan for you. And so the first thing you need to do is, if you have sin, is to repent. And be sincere, be honest, and tell God, I've been drinking, some of you have been taking drugs, some of you have been promiscuous, you had sex outside of marriage, some of you might be homosexuals, some of you might be a transgender, you're confused, I don't know what your name is. But the good answer is this, if you slow down today and simply say, God, I'm tired of being kicked around by the enemy. I want stability. So, you simply repent. Confess to God, Father God, in the name of Jesus. I have sinned. I made a mess of my life. I deviated. I married the wrong person. I done this, I done that. I realize I can never go back to my first calling. But you can give me another assignment now that I can work on the rest of my life. And God will meet you. He will show you what to do and he will guide you. Now, if you're a person and you really, maybe you're younger and you really haven't messed up that much, but you kind of don't know what you're doing. Take time. Go. I don't know if you're married or saying whatever, but go, go to your bedroom, be there, try to be alone, just kneel down and say, God, I want to surrender today. I want to surrender today and give my life to you. Take what's left of my life on this earth and do something with it. And he will. He will guide you. He will lead you. He will open doors. He will close doors. He will guide you and so on. Now, I'm going to offer this to you. We have a deliverance ministry. And we have taken hundreds of people through deliverance. If you say today that the Holy Spirit spoke to you through me today and you really need help, you need guidance, you need to talk to someone, we are available. So I'm going to offer our minister to you. We never charge. When we do deliverances, we never charge for it. When we pray for people, there's no charge. So we're not after your money. Jesus said, freely you received, freely you give. You don't charge. Go to our website, eaec.org. European American Evangelism Crusade, eaec.org. And on that website, there's a contact page. Uh, you can email us. Or you can call us as a phone number. Call us or email us. And simply say, I heard you on the Mega Man Radio. I really need help. Can you guide me? Can you talk to me? And we will take time with you. We will simply make sure that you get out of the ditch and get back up on the road. But I don't, I cannot see you as I'm talking to you. I know you're there. I feel it in the Holy Spirit. But I cannot contact you in this way, and you cannot call me back listening to it. This is the one-way one way traffic here. But go to my website, eaec.org. 
give us your name and address, call us, contact us. We will call you back. And then we will go from there. But we can help you to get out of the mess that you are in. Or maybe you're not in a mess. Maybe you're a young person who simply says, I want to get started. That's even better. That's even easier to help you to get going. So contact us. Now, this lesson that I'm working out here, uh, I have sent it out to a number of people that uh, contacted us and I want to have the lesson. And then we sent it to you free of charge. You go to our website and simply say, I want to have lesson 48. And, and uh, we'll send it to electronic because you can have what I'm having here. So let's talk about money now. You know, it takes money to run a ministry. And most pastors that have more than two or three hundred people in each congregation, they have fabulous salaries. I mean, they, it's incredible how much money they put in these pastors. But a guy like Shannon Davis, he sits in Indonesia. He is, has his own ministry. He's not familiar facilitating where he's not connected to a denomination and like this. He's just a man of God that has a ministry. He's like John the Baptist uh, with a voice crying in the wilderness. He has a wife, three children. He lives in Indonesia and it costs money for him to live there. He's the one that has built this platform. He's the one that make it possible for me to come and talk to you and many others that he has on the programs. So if you feel today that what I shared with you was worth five bucks, why don't you go to Shannon Davies' website, find his donation buttons. He got about two or three or four or five of them. You, he, you can have a selection and put some money in and support him. Do you realize that most Christians never give money to people that on the internet, television, or radio minister to them. Very few people give money. They simply take and they never help out. And that's the reason that some ministries, for example, like we have Brother Shannon, my own minister here, you know, we have limited resources. And we can only do so much because we only got so many dollars. So go to his website and give him a generous offering today. And uh, that will bless him and it will bless you too. And with that, Shannon, I'm pretty, yes, let me just tell you this. If you live in the greatest Sacramento area in California, we are in the greatest Sacramento area in California. We have a church here. We have church services every Sunday morning at we start at nine o'clock in the morning I would like to have if you live close to us I would love to have you come to church so go to our website contact us and say I want to go to church we will call you back write you back and we will say here's the address and so on we will bring you in and I would love to see you and to those of you that are living too far away every Sunday morning you find on our website, Website we have a webcasting. We simply send our Sunday morning service out live, starting at 8.30 with the music, 9 o'clock prayer. And about 9.30, I come on and I preach. Right now, I'm preaching two sermons a week. I do a regular sermon, and then I do a prayer sermon. So you get double your money. So watch us and... Um, See what you think, if you're going to be blessed. So with that, Shannon, back to you. Brother John, this was a great, uh, encouraging message. And uh, I want to uh, tell you out there, folks, uh, we're getting shows uploaded faster than ever before. I'll have this up probably the next hour. I want to encourage you to share this with everybody you can. We could really use your help to get the word out about these programs, and you can do it by reposting these anywhere you have any influence. Uh, Brother John, we love and appreciate you. Thank you Let for Let me give you a title. Oh, yes. 
Don't be like Samson. Okay. Don't be like Samson. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I had another one. I had one that said, you took a detour. Get back on track with God's <laughs> intentional will. <laughs> but what... Um, oh, that's that's good. You can have the subtitle. Okay, cool. Don't be like Samson. Excellent. Um, this was a great message. Encouragement to me. We love you, my friend. Thank you for coming on. We'll see you next time. Love you, too. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. That was Pastor John Terrell. Okay, you'll have to forgive me. My nose is still stopped up. Um <clears throat> uh, Sore throat, sinus infection. What's new? Oh, my goodness. It's been recurrent here since I've been here. It's just the uh, the climate, I guess. Well, some good news for you. Let me go over a couple things. Um, first of all, encourage you to go check my website out regularly, at least once a week, omegamanradio.com. And the reason for that is, um, as I'm doing any kind of update, Let's say we've added on a new way to listen, a new stream. I'll put a link right there at the top of the page um, in a little place called News and Updates. I put several this week up there. So there are several updates to the platform that you will not be aware of if you're not going to um, my website. So please do that, OmegaManRadio.com. Also, sign up for our Substack page. That's my official blog omegaman.substack.com if you do that you'll be on my mailing list and if I have something I want to send to you uh, I'll be able to get it to you you can unsubscribe anytime uh, it's free to sign up but uh, that is the way to stay connected with us because if anything goes down and it has recently internet services, website access you, you name it Substack was the only way that I could connect with people. And if you want to stay connected, like to know what's going on, uh, sign up for my Substack page. Okay. Man, I can hardly breathe. <clears throat> Excuse me. I took a uh, a pill today that's uh, like an antihistamine, three in one, and the uh, first one I've used uh, this week. And it knocked me out. But... Uh, only lasted for a few hours, so okay. A uh, couple other updates. We're back on YouTube, and I found a way I think to keep the channel this time. I can't put most shows that we're doing in episode thirteen, uh, season thirteen, up there, but we've got thousands that we can. And so what I'm doing is I'm uh, uploading from the Omega Man Reloaded channel. So I'm going to begin to put uh, a couple up there every day, and hopefully we will attract some new listeners. We we can always use new listeners to the network. So YouTube is good for that. And I was trying to figure out, how can we do it? We just keep running into the same problem. Uh, we'll do a show, get flagged, YouTube jail, and then you know, you got a, a vicious cycle there. Well... I'll use the Reloaded program. So I've already begun to upload a few there. We've got about 25 subscribers so far. Go over and check that out. There's a link to it uh, from my website. Uh, Twitter is also automatically reposting all shows from Season 13 and the Reloaded channel. That's automatic. I like automatic systems. That's pretty cool. We're back on Facebook uh, for limited engagement. I don't know what I'm going to do there, but I will open it back up and uh, be very careful what I post there. Definitely uh, not going to post much because I get trouble over there, but Substack is where I can be free, so make sure you sign up for that. I am excited, though, um, to see these platforms reopen. Well... I'm feeling really good about the network. Excuse me. Oh, boy. Just totally clogged up. Um, We've got everything uh, basically running smooth again. Two ways to listen live, MixLR or Shout 
uh, excuse me, IceCast. We've got Podbeat Archives, which are now feeding about a dozen platforms. Those are working out great. Again, let me remind you, we have two podcasts. Omega Man, where all the new shows are going. And then the Omega Man Reloaded, where, like here today, I'm going to put three more shows up there. We started episode one. We're remastering them. We're uploading them all a couple a day. Also, uh, you asked for more Peter Whiffet. I'm trying to do one a day there until we get them all cut up there. You'll find that on the Omega Man channel down at the bottom. What else do I need to mention? Um, I think that's it for right now. Oh, yes, there is something. I'm trying to get a hold of two people. Lucas Thomas and John D. Plumentis. If that's you, email me because I don't have an email address for you. I want to contact you. Say thank you. Folks, uh, God richly bless you. Help us get the word out about this program. Anybody you can tell, we appreciate. Uh, We're rebuilding, and we need your help to do that. Uh, New schedule again, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. During this program, I made a whole list of people I need to contact to get them rebooked. So we're going to have some really great shows for you. I want to thank Brother John Terrell and Gary Stafford and David Measures for coming on today. God richly bless all of you, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in. Go to the archives. I'll have some fresh shows up there here within a few hours. Thank you again. I hope you enjoyed these programs and uh, the fact that you're getting shows now faster than ever before with titles, like I promised. So I'm very happy about that. Okay, that's it. Um, And God bless you. I'll close with a song. He's a Brazilian singer, and that's a uh, collaboration with John Schlitt and John Lawry of Petra. Again, Dan Vask, V-A-S-C. Great brother. I think that uh, the Lord is working on his heart, and he recently did a program, uh, a song called Amazing Grace. This is a guy that was involved in a lot of uh, metal band songs that don't glorify God, but he started to put some Christian songs out. So praise God. God bless Dan. Folks, love you all. Thank you for tuning in. As we speak, I'm uh, remastering four shows. I'm going to throw up there on the Reloaded channel. And uh, tonight's three programs on Omega Man. Both those podcasts uh, are accessible through the Podbean app, uh, or you could just get them through my website, omegamanradio.com. They're all sold on about 12 different platforms. You'll find links to that through the Podbean page. I encourage you to uh, subscribe for free to these two podcasts and uh, help yourself to some great shows. They're all free. Share them with a friend. And uh, best is yet to come. Love you all, folks. God bless you. Have a great day. See you tomorrow. Father God, bless everyone who came out today. Guide and direct all of our steps. Make our path sure. Open up the right doors for people that shut the wrong doors. We pray tonight. Bless everyone. Surround us with your warrior angels. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you, folks. God bless.